do you have a family doctor? If you do not, you are not alone. New research from Angus Reid indicates more than a third of Canadians who don't have a family doctor say they have been searching for one for more than a year, all while their health is declining compared to those with easy family doctor access. In some areas of the country, there may be a single family doctor for an entire town. For example, one example was given of Wheatley, Ontario. There's one doctor in Wheatley, and that that doctor is responsible for 1,400 patients, all of whom will will be stranded when he retires later this year with no replacement lined up. A third of Canadians cannot see their doctor within a week, the survey found. Another 17% have been unable to find a doctor at all despite their efforts, meaning that half of Canadians are struggling to see a family doctor. So while four to five do have a family doctor, that still leaves more than six million people in the country without one. Dr. Vanit Nair is the co-chair of the London Middlesex Primary Care Alliance and joins us now to talk about this. I appreciate the time today. Yeah, I'm very, very welcome. Happy to talk about this uh, challenging problem. Yeah, I mean, do these numbers surprise you? I knew we had this issue. I don't know if there's this many people. Uh, no, unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me. I think we've been aware of this for some time, and we're, we're actively trying to help uh, address the problem in a number of ways. But it's, as you know, it's not an easy fix. It's a complicated issue. How do we address the problem? Uh, it is tough. I mean, this is not like a problem that came up all of a sudden, right? We know that uh, it's hard to train family doctors and it's hard to um, uh, get them to stay in, in a community. And not all family doctors that train in family medicine will actually practice what we consider primary care. Right? I think when we're talking about primary care, we have to be clear that we're talking about pre-hospital care, taking care of the whole patient, you know, physical, mental, social, not a single body part or a uh, body system. And I think the really big thing is that it's, it's that longitudinal, long-term relationship that people have with their family doctor or primary care provider. And also, it doesn't have to be a medical doctor, right? A nurse practitioner is actually you know, excellent at doing this kind of work as well. Do as many people want to be a family doctor as, say, maybe 15 years ago? Uh, unfortunately, I'd say, I'd say unfortunately not. I mean, I think, um, at first, I want to say, you know, that family medicine is, is a primary care is a great job, right? I, I love the whole practice of it from the relationship building, the broad scope of knowledge you have to have to take care of people from newborn all the way to 90 plus. Um, I think it's fantastic. But I think, unfortunately, it's been undervalued and under-supported in many ways. Um, so people are choosing it less as a profession. And then those that do go into family medicine doing the training as a family medicine professional may not practice primary care, as we talked about. They may do subspecialist or focused practice care in, like, palliative care or sports medicine or hospital-based care, walk-in clinics, what have you. Not that those aren't important, obviously, but it's not addressing that issue of the, the need for family doctors and primary care practitioners. And then there's, you know, levels to all of this where there's, like, there's the urban side of things, but then the rural side of things, it seems to be even more pronounced. Absolutely, um, and we know that, and rural medicine is a really uh, excellent profession. It's so uh, satisfying in terms of the broad scope of care you can practice there, but it is challenging. Um, we're you know, moving more programs into the rural communities, so when people are there and get to experience it and then be able to see what it's like, they tend to stay more, they're more likely to stay. Uh, prior, you know, previously, people will go to urban areas for their medical school and training, and then once you're there for you know, four, six, eight years, Life kind of happens and it's hard to leave. Um, so I think getting those programs into those communities is an important part of recruitment. What can we do short-term and long-term to maybe turn this around? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't have an easy answer, right? I mean, I think first off, if you have a family doctor, please value that relationship, right? I mean, I think that be grateful you have one and understand they're working really hard to take care of as many people as they can. 
Um, if you don't, um, it's, it's tough. I mean, we're trying to get more people involved in, in, and get more doctors in the community, but, you know, we're competing with province-wide and nationwide, right? So it's not an easy, easy thing to recruit. Um, you know, perhaps you could look at a walk-in clinic and, and maybe make a relationship with a particular site so that at least you're going to the same place all the time. Um, there's still that whole, um, you know, that avenue of word of mouth, which I don't love to promote that. You know, it's not great, that we have, but that's the way it often works. You know, if you're someone who's willing to take a few people on or will take on a spouse of a patient or a child of a patient, but it's really hard as a family doctor. We, um, we get asked a lot to, to take on more patients, and it's just really hard to say no, but we know if we say yes to another patient, we're saying no to people that are already in our practice, which can make it harder for people to see us when they need to. Um, and also we're taking them on for the rest of their lives or the rest of our practice life, and it tends to get harder and busier as the, our practice gets older. Um, one other aspect patients can try is the Healthcare Connect. It's a provincial uh, um, system that's used to help people find family physicians or primary care providers. It's not based on first come, first serve. It's more on a triage kind of a high need kind of process. And I think, uh, you know, we got to advocate. I think, um, you know, there's a municipal election coming up now and maybe, you know, make this an issue. We need to get more family doctors in London and in Middlesex. And so we need to work to, um, to make that happen because other communities have recruitment specialists that help, uh, you know, physicians find a, a home in a, in a community. So we could use something like that here as well. And our local Middlesex London OHT Ontario Health Team is, you know, doing some work to try to help uh, with this issue of access to primary care as well. So, we're, you know, we're definitely all trying, but it's not an easy fix, that's for sure. Well, that's a good point about uh, the municipal election uh, coming up. You mentioned something earlier as well that I want to uh, touch upon as well, because just that relationship and valuing that relationship with your with your doctor, I wonder what some of the repercussions of people not having a family doctor are in terms of maybe not having someone you can turn to that you trust for health questions, not having that resource maybe impacting the way you view uh, health and medicine overall in terms of, you know, vaccine or vaccines or whatever might uh, arise as an issue. Absolutely. You know, I think, I think um, having a person that you can trust and rely on within this complicated system is incredibly important. And, and you mentioned that whole issue around vaccine hesitancy and dealing with all of that misinformation out there. And it's confusing. And so if you have uh, all these different, um, you know, information, uh, things that you're hearing online or what have you, it'd be great if you could have that person that you can trust and you say, I, I can trust this person's opinion, this his advice, his, their advice. And, and feel confident with that. But I have to spend so much time doing all this research on your own to try to make heads and tails of all the stuff that's out there. So I think that is a truly a, a valuable part of having a family physician, a primary care provider in your, on your team. We will follow this uh, closely. Uh, certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. That is uh, Dr. Vineet Nair, co-chair of the London Middlesex Primary Care Alliance. And his point about uh, the municipal election is a good one. It's not something we would typically think about to include in the whole uh, narrative of the municipal election, but other communities are doing it. We should be doing it as well.